Save the Queen! Hello and welcome to Pod Save the Queen. We've got a really busy show ahead for you speaking at speaking about Kate's new rugby gig, a potential return of Meghan's lifestyle blog and looking ahead to the Queen's 70th anniversary on the throne, which is taking place this week. I am your host, as always, Zoe Forsey, and I'm joined by Russell Myers. Hi, Russell. How are you? Hello. I'm all right. I am just sort of wading through the dozens and dozens of pictures that have come in of the Duchess of Cambridge at the home of rugby, Twickenham Stadium today. It looks like a... Like a jolly good uh, engagement, to be honest. The pictures are great. She always gets involved in stuff like this, but she's I think she's outdone herself this time. But before we start doing that, oh, yes. you haven't mentioned that I'm in the new office. You haven't, you are, you you are. haven't seen. We are, uh, the mirror's moved into a new office this week, which means we have a brand new podcast studio, which we, Russell is still working from home, but I am in here. So obviously sound hasn't been great for the last couple of weeks. So we apologize for that. However, we are hoping that going forward, it will be better. And yeah, I've got, I've got a lovely new view. You can see the, um, well, I, I keep calling it the Millennium Dome, which I think is aging me slightly what's it called the, o- the, o2. Oh, the o2 yes yeah well yeah. you're in london town aren't you yeah i'm still, exactly. I'm still at home uh but I, I, you never know we might be reunited one day in the, in the <laughs> near future it's only been so. two years exactly anyway, there's, lot, there's lots going on we, we've been yes. super super busy I, I can't you know we haven't stopped to catch our breath over the last couple of weeks but there are some lots of fun things happening this week there's been lots of fun engagement so let's kick off with yes. the Duchess of Cambridge being announced as the new patron, the new royal patron of the uh, the Rugby Football League and the Rugby Football Union. And these are two um, patronages that she has taken over from the Duke of Sussex. Obviously, when Prince Harry and Meghan stepped down from their royal roles, they um, were told that they had to give over their patronages, essentially. Now, this, this story actually emerged last August, uh, Sunday Times story, good scoop that um, sport mad Kate, I and mean, we've, we've, we've always known that she's very, very keen on her sport, comes from a pretty sporty background. Her and her sister Pippa have spoken about that um, on numerous occasions about how they, they joined in lots of sports together. And I think this is a really good appointment because obviously William is the patron of the Welsh Rugby Football Union. So there is a bit of well, more than a bit of rivalry at the uh, at the Kensington household now, and um, no doubt George will be getting involved because we've seen him in in his uh, his England football kit. So we know that he's a bit of a he's sport mad as well. So uh, yeah, good. N- nothing nothing like a bit of healthy sporting rivalry. <laughs> so Kate looked tremendous in her rugby kit today uh, in the sort of full-on training gear of the uh, the Eng- England rugby union team at uh, at Twickenham she was getting in amongst it uh, this morning they released a, a picture of her throwing a ball up in the air and it being passed to, to certain players uh, and representatives of the of the two squads um, or more than two squads I think there was rugby league rugby union and the uh, the men's and the women's team as well so I I think this is you know because sometimes we get a bit bogged down with the you know the general engagements talking about big tours what does it mean William being statesman like you know Kate's life work and this is not only a bit of fun it's something to be promoted across all ages all you know creeds disabilities sporting prowess or not this is something that uh, I think that, that Kate will really 
um, be fantastic at in shining as light on the two organisations, but also encouraging lots of kids and, um, and other people to get involved in sport. One of the things that I'm so excited about that you mentioned was the rivalry between them. And one of the things when I was re- like writing up this story earlier this morning, I was going back through our archives and finding all the old photos of uh, Harry and William at England-Wales games and seeing all the kind of the reaction when, you know, to the losing and winning, you know, all points and stuff, which were great. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how Kate and William get on with that, which is great. And obviously a big week for it because the Six Station starts this weekend. Yes. Um, And the first, so February 26th is the England-Wales game. So that is going to be the hope. Well, do we, if we think they might go to that or if not, I'm sure there'll be the first kind of rivalry side of it. Um, Megan might be going. Megan, did, did, did I say Megan? Megan, I think, unless I'm hearing things. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> if Kate and William go, it will be the first. That'll be the first game that they obviously the two sides yes. go head to head. So the first kind of competitive moment. What date great. is that? Twenty sixth of Feb. Oh, big! Yeah, definitely. Big Saturday, big, big Saturday, big sporting great. Saturday. Yeah. No doubt that'll be huge. I'm actually going to the England Scotland game. On Saturday, oh, really? I'm in very Scotland, jealous. I think before, I keep I keep reading that we're potentially going to get beaten. So I hope her Absolutely sort of absolutely not. This is not the attitude to go along. I with. know. <laughs> I hope her start doesn't get off to a to a loss. But um, I'm sure it'd so, be a tense tense game. But I I'm, um, I, I think it's a good appointment um, because who else would it have gone to? Um, I like the fact that the Queen has chosen Kate not only because of her background and, and love of sport, but also to, to have that bit, bit of a rivalry to it. So it adds adds to the sort of drama of, of it, because as you rightly say, the pictures of, of Harry and William being in the in the crowd previously have, have been fantastic. And question, what are they going to do about the kids? Which way do you reckon they're going to end up going? They're going to have to, they're going to pick sides. Surely George will go Wales in line with... Yes. he's one day going to be the Prince of Wales. That's a good shout. Get in there early. That's a good shout. Maybe it's girls be boys. Yeah, that's a good idea. Never <laughs> know. Um, I mean, that's the picture I want to see one day. I want all five of them there. I want half in England, yeah. half in England kit, half in the Welsh kit. Um, and yeah, see see who's talking by the end of it. But no, really excited about that. And I think that's going to be some great engagements, obviously, kind of in the future and in years to come. I'm just looking through the photos of her being lifted up, hoisted into the air as though she was in a line out. Um, so she was definitely a good sport player, you know, laughing, joking, meeting the coach, uh, head coach, uh, Eddie Jones, meeting some of the players from both the uh, the men's and the women's team. So, um, yeah, if you haven't seen them, check it out. We've got loads of coverage on on the website, and there's uh, no doubt the social medias will be full of of surprises as well. I will. Yep, I will get that sorted out as soon as we leave. You've reminded me I haven't done it yet, but by the time everyone listens to this, it would have been done, and we can pretend that I was speedy well with putting well that on, putting them online. Now, there was also has been a lot of chatter this week about a potential reboost of Megan's blog, The Tig. Yes. What, what have we heard about this? Well, this is interesting because. Megan had this lifestyle blog called The Tig. I'm sure everyone, everyone will be familiar with it. Shut down in 2017, obviously, when she met Prince Harry. Um, entering into royal life, it wasn't necessarily deemed that that was a project that she could continue. But um, it appears that LA lawyer Marjorie Witter Norman has filed a new application to trademark the name, which was actually in July last year, but it was actually 
only found out in recent weeks, and it was filed under the name of a Delaware-based holding company called Frim Fram Inc., which is linked to Megan's business manager, Andrew Mayer. So I think this is quite interesting because they, they're not doing social media. They're obviously doing things on Archwell. They might put the occasional photograph um, out on Archwell, the, the website, or they've asked some of their patronages, not patronages, sort of their associations, I suppose. That, um, um, well, they have still got patronages, haven't they? Because May, Mayhew did one for Archie's birthday last year, didn't they? Um, however, I think they need a, a bit of a new avenue to reach their supporters i suppose about to say they're fans they're fans but they, you know to be able to reach people they they have a huge huge reach they had 11 odd million followers on instagram and i think that that's something that dare i say it the world has been lacking i mean maybe the world <laughs> the world doesn't need to hear more of them <laughs> at certain stages but I, I will say i will say i think the world has been lacking some input and it's and it kind of only appears in the negative sometimes i mean we've heard them defending court cases harry taking um yeah, megan taking the M mos to, to trial and winning harry taking the british government potentially to court over his security so that there hasn't really been a lot of um press which has been positive i suppose around them there's always questions about why they were traipsing around new york treating it like a royal tour so if let's say the tig was unearthed and there was not only um, nuggets from her life she was talking about issues big issues like she's involved in, in feminism um in um activism she was putting recipes on there as well so i just think it was this whole sort of lifestyle aspect and what what are people interested people are interested not only in their activism not only into in their work and their causes like mental health and so on and so forth but i think that people are very very interested in their lifestyle so if it was to be unearthed it will be an un undoubted success. So why wouldn't they do it? Maybe it's, she would f feel potentially that it was a back step, but then why, why try and open up this new trademark? Maybe they're trying to sort of safeguard it. I know that that has happened in the past. So anyway, answers on a postcard because <laughs> um, we don't know at the moment. So, but I, I, I do think it is an interesting prospect. I really hope it comes back. Cause as you said, I think Sussex Royal was such a good social account and now Archwell as you mentioned they do post there but it feels a lot more formal one of the things I loved about Sussex Royal which perhaps the Royals do more now but didn't at the time I think it was that they kind of started was it was very personal wasn't it they put their messages out they put what they wanted to share rather than just um you know they were always the inspirational quotes rather than just we went to this engagement today here's mm. a few photos it was really personal and now yeah we've got the art trial which is the very formal the statements the just the work side but we are missing that gap of the nice and feeling closer to them i think so i think this is a really um great idea and i actually went back and looked at some of the stuff that megan used to blog about uh, oh, just yeah. to, if it does come back what we might have in store um so she posted her new year's resolutions on there so she said that every year she said that she was going to, you know, take up running. Oh, yeah, this, get, this, this story gets unearthed every year. It does, every new year. <laughs> I, was also, I was rehashed. 
<laughs> wanted to give up the unladylike habits uh, that she had, which were swearing and biting her nails. Um, so kind of a insight there. She also spoke about how she, you know, the, the, her day-to-day life, and she explained how she juggled um, being famous with the day job of being an actress and also giving back. Um, she wrote a 2,000-word post, which was published in October 2016, which was actually just before uh, her and Harry's relationship started, um, and used the quote, which I know lots of people like. And to me, it's less a question of how you can do all this and more a question of how you can not, um, which I think really showed her kind of outlook and gave a good idea of what she was like. But my favourite post Sorry, she did... Sorry, hold up, hold up. What, what's a 2,000-word post on what? Uh, how she like the how she juggled her day to day life. So with doing a full time job as a, obviously the acting gig with her suits work, also doing kind of the charity work that she was doing. Giving Two thousand words. That's like a Guardian long read at the weekend. Well, time to read two thousand words. I don't know because obviously the blog's been taken down now, so I don't know if the full version is still anywhere oh, for you to find out exactly how that's two thousand words. But I'm not entirely sure what our editor would do if we put that much copy in front of them on on something like that. But yeah, yeah you know, it was a, it was a really popular blog post with people. But my favourite blog post that she did on the site was I don't know if you remember the one that she when she blogged about the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge's wedding at the time, having watched no. it as a but didn't know anything about the royal family or who they were or who Prince Harry was. I mean, come on. <laughs> so Sorry. she posted about all the pomp and circumstance surrounding the royal wedding. She wrote, grown women seem to retain this childhood fantasy. Just look at the pomp and circumstance surrounding the royal wedding and endless conversations about Princess Kate. Anyway, I mean... So <laughs> maybe I won't be reading if, it, if, it's, yeah. if it's full of stuff like that. But it I just said, surely it's got to look very different if it goes forward now. Well, if indeed. Nothing else, I'm surely no talking st- about Kate. But um, the fact, probably, the fact yeah. remains, the fact remains that it, I do think it would be popular. I do think some sort of blogging aspect because, I mean, Harry was appearing actually t- tomorrow. So Thursday, by the time you, you guys listen to this, on Thursday, he is doing a virtual s- ceremony uh, virtual speech with Better Up, you know the mental health wellness oh, organisation, and it's this all one of the new ones, isn't it? The new it ones is, yeah. And it's about, and it's a. He's talking about. Um, I think he was widely lambasted a few months ago when he was talking about if you're unhappy in your job, you should just give it up. I mean, amid a potential global recession, a global pandemic. Um, very easy for man in $14 million mansion to say something like that. But I think the essence of what he was saying is life is, uh, life is too short to be unhappy. So be brave enough to take the leap of faith potentially. Um, But if it is things like that, then, then they can put them, they can put these things down in their own words on a blog. And I I don't, I don't think that that would be a bad idea. I think it'd be a PR masterstroke rather than, Sort of allowing your your words to be potentially misinterpreted, I suppose, before they've happened. You could have this avenue of speech if you're not going to do um, social media. Anyway, I, I think it would be a success, and yes, I do think something like that will happen in the future. I very much hope so. Now, speaking of comebacks, you've written something on the uh, list for today that I don't know anything about because you've written Sarah Ferguson TV comeback and I mean, there's this, a dancing on ice point. 
What is this? This is extraordinary. I mean, my further investigations into this is um, that it wouldn't be Dancing on Ice, but Fergie is potentially in line for a stint on Dancing with the Stars in the US. And I mean, that if, that, if you can't get excited about that, then you must be dead inside because this is my favourite story, royal or otherwise, <laughs> of the year so far. And I don't think it will be beaten. However, um, very, very interesting. The source had told the Mail on Sunday at the weekend that uh, we will listen to any offers from the United States. And why wouldn't they? I imagine... Fergie is still fairly popular over there. She earned a fortune from fronting Weight Watchers. She did a lot of things with Oprah back in the day, very candid chats. She's still very popular. I think people appreciate her sort of no-nonsense attitude. They think of her as a great survivor within the whole royal machine. Whether she has necessarily been her her sort of standing within um, American popular culture has been affected because she's chosen to stand by Andrew uh, considering his legal woes at the moment I'm not sure be interesting to hear from some American listeners actually because I think that Fergie has a level of popularity in the US that she doesn't really get here she's had a bit of a resurgence wouldn't you say in the last couple of years maybe I think so I think mainly where she's uh, where the girls have got a bit older and she's kind of stepped back in obviously with you know and spoken out more when about the her grandchildren being born um and stuff but do you know what would really help that if she did strictly come dancing instead of dancing with the stars? well apparently and so i was speaking to someone i don't know if this is a, has come out but they said that they had heard on the grapevine that she had Whoa. turned down an appearance oh, opportunity to be on Strictly Come Dancing. So why would she go under the... Well, I suppose the US version is massive, isn't it? I suppose they get huge, huge ratings. Yeah. It's a global phenomenon. So I don't know. Watch this space. Dancing on Ice, if you don't know, for our, our American cousins or otherwise around the world, Dancing on Ice is a, a sort of version of Dancing with the Stars, but on an ice rink. So people who have no normal discernible talent for being on an ice rink are put on one with normal, normally hilarious um, results and consequences. <laughs> and it's become a quite a popular show on ITV. I was going to say, it's basically Strictly Come Dancing or Dancing with the Stars, but with a lot more injuries. Exactly. Is what ends up happening, isn't exactly. it? And it's, exactly. it's hard what they do. But anyway, now last week we spoke about Meghan and Harry and their Spotify deal and... Oh Lord, oh gosh. I'm hearing that in my nightmares. <laughs> the conversations that have been going on, obviously lots of people have been waiting for a long time for episode two of their new podcast, which is yet to appear. But they released a statement since then, haven't they? Kind of perhaps shedding a bit of light as to why there's been a well, delay. Well, yes. I mean, this is very interesting because it starts probably for a bit of background. There's been a row um, with Joe Rogan's very popular podcast. Now, if you don't know who Joe Rogan is, um, he is a popular broadcaster. He presents UFC. He has one of the world's, if not the world's, most popular popular podcasts I know shocking probably we're probably number two I think after Joe Rogan but um his the Joe Rogan experience podcast has uh, you know it's always been known for getting the weird and wonderful people a huge cross-section of society I really enjoyed his ones with Elon Musk and um Neil deGrasse like they're really really popular but recently Joe Rogan has been 
criticised for, and I'll put this in quotes, um, vaccine-sceptical views. Now, Joe Rogan has, has said he's not a vaccine, he's not anti-vax, he's just presenting a, another line to the debate, I suppose, and he has called into question from his own view of whether we should be vaccinating healthy people or certainly children. Uh, so again, it, you know, he shows the last three, three and a half hours, some of them, so they're part of the debate. But it's, it, it has really created quite a lot of controversy because last week, Neil Young removed his songs from Spotify in protest at Joe Rogan's pop, uh, podcast. Joni Mitchell, the, the famous singer, also indicated that she would follow suit. And then Harry and Meghan then weighed in on the row and said that they had already flagged their concerns about COVID misinformation on the platform and would urge Spotify, in quotes, to stop spreading misinformation. Um, the couple... You know, rather surprise, not surprisingly, said that they would continue to work with Spotify. I'm probably imagine the fact that there's a $25 million check uh, being waved in front of them, or you know, they, they may have taken some of the balance of that deal. Um, I'll just read you some of the statement. The statement from their from the company they own, Archwell, said, since the inception of Archwell, we've worked to address the real-time global misinformation crisis. Hundreds of millions of people are affected by the serious harms of rampant mis- and disinformation every day. Last April, our co-founders began expressing concerns to our partners at Spotify about the all-too-real consequences of COVID-19 misinformation on the platform. We've continued to express our concerns to Spotify to ensure changes to its platform are made to help address this public health crisis. We look to Spotify to meet this moment and are committed to continuing our work together as it does. Well, to be honest, there hasn't been too much work going on. I mean, maybe it's been happening behind the... the maybe, the maybe there's been planning and all that. Oh, I mean, yes, no, we don't they've, know. They've had over a year to come up with another episode. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> um, anyway, there, there's probably a lot happening behind the scenes, but it was reported in one of the daily newspapers in the UK that Spotify... Uh, you know, have been trying to recruit extra producers to help them with Archwell's content, which surely can't be a good sign that they haven't been able to come up with it. Um, I mean, what was it, December 2020? That was the last time we heard anything from them in the podcast with that awful jingle. Uh, and now they're sort of calling the shots with Spotify. Um I mean, I, I would say that Joe, Joe Rogan isn't an anti-vaxxer. He's certainly a man with um, a, a, whole, a, high, a wide range of views. I really, really like his podcast, and I think that he is a very a fantastic broadcaster and really goes into huge, huge detail with, with all his guests. He's incredibly well-researched. And I think that this is something that he has added to the debate. It obviously has blown up. There are a lot of people who are um, quite uh, angry about it. Daniel Eek, the CEO of Spotify, he came out um, this week, which is probably, I suppose, a win for Harry and Meghan because they've sort of come out and said, we, we, we're not happy about the platform and the way it's run. And uh, Daniel Eek came out and said that there was going to be uh, essentially new warnings on podcasts that are discussing anything to do with COVID-19 or the vaccine and that they uh, any listeners are going to be directed to a brand new hub on the platform that is going to be filled with the latest up-to-date uh, information from government, from scientists. So kind of like a, a spin-off from a government help site. So I suppose 
you know, they're big players. They've called the shots. They've come into this row and said, we're not happy. We've raised this before. So it kind of makes them look like they're um, moving, you know, calling the shots with Spotify. And Spotify is obviously a multi, multi-billion dollar business. So watch this space because I do think, you know, I don't think they'll pull out of the deal. It would be quite a big story if they did pull out of it. And I, and I always do think you're better to be in the inside changing than on the outside looking in and just complaining about things. So, I know. I think we'll, we'll, I will, uh, we'll wait for the next one. We shall see. Hopefully less, less um, bizarre jingles. <laughs> I quite liked it. I'll take it. I'll leave it. <laughs> now, before the Kate pictures dropped this morning, I thought I had it was ready and set for my favourite pictures of the week with the prize going to Charles and Camilla during their visit to Chinatown. Very colourful. Great shots, weren't they? Yeah, I loved it. It was. Uh, it's the Lunar New Year, the year of the tiger. I was. I had to stop myself from writing some awful pun about Eye of the Tiger. I, I, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't do it. Everyone will be pleased to know. But um, London's Chinatown, obviously hugely iconic in Soho, uh, a fantastic place for Londoners, Brit- Britons, and also people come from all over the world to visit it. And it was awash with colour, red and yellow for as far as the eye could see. It was a uh, really sort of a feast for the eyes i think and they were talking talking to local businesses talking to local people from the council from the local area and um it just it just seemed like a a a jolly fun engagement they were trying their hand at different calligraphies there's i need to put some pictures on my instagram actually but they were trying their hands at different calligraphies apparently talking about like the good luck luck aspect about how all families come together because chinese new year my my friend is living in um, Beijing at the moment and he said last year was the proper lockdown over there and that was their first year there but this year they've got fully involved in it and um, it's bigger than Christmas much bigger than Christmas because you've got all your friends and family there's huge huge gatherings and there's big parades in all the streets and all different families are encouraged to get involved in the parades and you all have to do something so if you are, if like you, if I, I invite you and Daniel and your families over to my house. It's customary for you to get up and like do something. So do a trick or sing a song or <laughs> perform. So my friend's kid was showing how he could do a Rubik's cube in thirty seconds. Oh, and that's so cool! The little that's girl so was idea. showing her taekwondo that she's been learning, and then they all sang a song as a family. So really nice. So you know, it's it's all about togetherness. All about being. Um, together as in a community and as families so it looked it looked jolly jolly good fun that sounds good what would your what would your talent be what would you perform? i don't know if i have any talents no i was just thinking that i don't have any talents yeah no for me that's why i asked you first to give myself time to think uh oh my, oh my gosh i mean i don't play any instruments um i was going to learn the piano but do you know do you know about my lockdown purchase i bought a piano in lockdown I didn't know this yeah and I, I started piano or a keyboard it's a posh keyboard oh very nice it was it, it cost my friend who is actually a proper pianist he said get this model and I ended up getting the model that was double the money for god knows for some reason because the man in the shop upsold me and was like Excellent. oh if you, you, won't, you won't notice the difference but the the trained musical ear will definitely notice and I thought well I'm obviously <laughs> going to become a virtuoso 
concert pianist so i will need the better version please mr piano man and uh right. i think i lasted about six weeks and i it's been gathering dust in the loft oh no well yeah. there you go you've got a year to year to practice oh, what, for you, yeah yeah maybe maybe next year and then as you i've definitely had an invite in there for dan and i to come over for <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, yeah yeah you, you give us give us a little performance we'll do a live stream on the podcast okay. yeah, you know, yeah. I like did for christmas carols we'll... i'm sure it'll be very similar <laughs> <laughs> now uh, and another trip out for charles and camilla today isn't there they in kent yes they are kent the garden of england as it is called um i'm just following just catching up on this because it's uh, it is ongoing this is breaking news i'm reading some some copy on the wires that a radio station gave prince charles his own royal request show today sheppy fm a community radio station in sheerness on the isle of sheppy in kent uh, played Ooh. the heir to the throne's favourite songs during his visit to the town with Camilla. The playlist during the 46-minute royal visit was an eclectic mix ranging from Giving Up, Giving, Giving Up, Giving In, by his, oh, by his old favourites, The Three Degrees, okay. uh, La Vie en Rose by Edith Piaf, Upside Down by Diana Ross, classic okay nice and charles trenet crooning la mer so i i don't know i don't know la mer i know the edith piaf song yeah give up giving in give up giving up giving in do i know that song by three degrees yeah maybe i'd I'm have sure a search on i'd have a search online but i feel dan will probably virtually throw something at yeah yeah, yeah copyright rules anyway, that I break. anyway but, moving okay. on moving on swiftly uh, charles and I, I hear that i haven't seen any is it pictures of this yet but oh actually they're just coming in that um the duchess of cornwall has taken her two rescue dogs or what are they called they're called answers in a postcard beth and bluebell did you know that I didn't know that. She's got two rescue dogs from Battersea Rescue Home in London, and she's taken them uh, down to this um, place in Kent, and they're undergoing a training session with Paul O'Grady, famous comedian and broadcaster in the uh, UK, and his dog Sausage. Um, And they are meeting with lots of people, doing some arts and crafts as well. So... It is ongoing. There's, it's a, there are seven engagements on this job, so there's an awful lot to talk about, and, and I'm, I'm sure I'll be writing a piece later. But that sounds quite interesting. That that sounds uh, like a great, a brave engagement to not just take dogs with you, but to do a dog training session. I know sounds like it could potentially go hilariously hazardous, wrong, hazardous. and I cannot wait to see the pictures of that. And we'll update you next week if there's anything, if there were any fun moments once they drop in. Mm. Now. Prince Andrew, latest. What what's happened in the past seven days? Well, again, by one sense, not a lot, and in another sense, quite a lot has happened because um, lawyers representing Prince Andrew's accuser, Virginia Roberts, Virginia Gaffray, they are understood to be set to quiz the Duke of York in London for two days, imminently. Um, part of that development is that they are not going to be requiring evidence from. His former wife, Sarah Ferguson. She's probably too busy putting a dancing on ice yeah. uh, application in, but or, it will his, interfere with training. Yeah, his daughters are not going to be interviewed, and certainly the Queen, we we know, is not going to be interviewed. But David Boyce, one of America's most renowned attorneys, has suggested that Andrew. Um, he said he Andrew may find the experience of being questioned under oath in quotes a little uncomfortable, but still. 
holding out that this deal, that financial settlement could be reached, uh, which is quite interesting. I mean, a lot of people saying whether this would still go to court. Um, my understanding from speaking to people close to, to Prince Andrew is that they are preparing for a full-on trial. No doubt that if the option was on the table, they would discuss it. I think that that is fair to say. They're not saying that they are looking to settle. They are just saying that it would be potentially up for discussion. So um, following on from the, the, you know that big legal document, I mean, that 12-page legal document they put in last week, issuing 41 denials, rejecting all allegations of un- on wrongdoing, as he has consistently done with Virginia Giuffre's, um or Giuffre's, I keep doing that, I do apologise, Virginia Giuffre's, um allegations against him that she'd been forced to have sex with him on three occasions in 2001. Well, the judge has said that this must go to court, and that is the situation at the moment. Um, I'm just in, interested in, in, in Mr. Boyes saying that, you know, he's, preparing to fly to, to Britain later this year to take a legal deposition from the Duke, which he expects to last a day or two. He told the Daily Telegraph, I'm going to try and get him to understand that this is not going to be combative. Obviously, I'm going to ask him a lot of questions. And although some of the questions may be uncomfortable, I'm not going to be aggressive or in any way offensive to him. I'm going to be respectful. So I'm sure he would. He's a you know, tremendously experienced litig- litigator, is David Boys, And uh, one may wonder what he will garner from his, uh, from his conversations with the Duke and whether that will drudge up more information from him, less. Would the Duke go no comment? Is he duty-bound to speak to him? I don't think he's duty-bound to engage at all. But um, interesting to see where this ends up, I suppose. Now, looking to the week ahead, it's mm. it's an, an emotional week for the Queen in particular, isn't it? Because it's Sunday marks the her seventieth seventy years since she took the throne. Obviously, the big jubilee celebrations, all the fun, nice stuff is happening in June. However, before we get to that, there's obviously the you know the day that she became Queen was obviously yes. the day that her father. Uh, passed away so what do we know about what the queen's going to be doing we know that she's traveled up and she's at inwood farm we discussed this last week and um, she's been there since the 23rd of january um but do we know anything about how she's spending the day or well she's just been pictured no she's just been pictured today being driven around the estate um she's in the, the passenger seat of one of the range rovers she's probably surveying sandring of state she hasn't been there since november Obviously, didn't go there for Christmas. She she will be staying there p- past the weekend. February the sixth is the, the day her father passed away. The day that she became queen, and um, you know this this notion of her being there to commemorate, to have a period of quiet reflection. She's always done that. Um, apart from when, when she was forced last year, couldn't go because of COVID. Um, interesting that there will be a kind of celebration, I think, and this is kicking off the the big Platinum Jubilee year. Um, We still don't know what is going to be happening at the weekend. One would assume there will be some form of statement from the Queen. I imagine a new picture, maybe new images. Will we get a statement from Prince Charles, from Prince William? Again, I expect certainly one from Prince Charles. paying tribute to the tremendous life of service that his mother has, has undertaken. And, and it really does kick off 
the the big year because it's not all about the the the, the big party in in July. There's an awful lot of things going on with uh, her patronages, uh, a lot of preparation for the big jubilee weekend, but also it's going to kick off tour season. I, I think it's been reported that the K, the Cambridges are going to the Caribbean sometime in March, and um, and that will be very interesting because. The Cambridges are believed to be going to Belize. Jamaica is on the cards as well. These are, Jamaica is oh. certainly one of the realms that has intimated that they may choose to become a, a republic, as Barbados had. So quite important that the Cambridges are going there so quickly after Prince Charles went to the, the ceremony of Barbados being a, a republic in November. So lots to look forward to. Um, and meanwhile, while we're talking about things to look forward to, Prince William is in Dubai next week. Hi, of course. So Which I'm going very to be, I'm going to be there. I You're going. And, and Mr. Vogler is as well. So we might try and do a bit of a on the road recording. Lovely. Um, that would be great. We will check it check in with you next week. It is at the actual um engagement like the Dubai Expo for like UK Day, I suppose, is on the 10th, which is Thursday. So we will try and check in with you ahead and after we've seen some of the, some of the things that William is doing. Um, I'm told it's all mostly going to be about pr- promoting the UK. Uh, the Dubai Expo, I've been checking out and I just thought it was just a big conference hall and just with stalls and it looked like a like a university freshers fair but <laughs> is that what you thought you were flying to Dubai for yeah to go I definitely some, underestimated some free it. pens and pretty much <laughs> a yeah. mouse match a couple of badges um <laughs> it does look very very impressive it's really really impressive lots of interactive stuff lots of stuff from the environment obviously Earthshot is a, a huge uh, factor for for Prince William which he will no doubt be discussing with people out in uh, the UAE and um so yeah Watch this space. I think we're going to have a lot to talk about again next week because we're going to have um, whatever we see from the Queen um, talking uh, about her reign. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll see some tributes from lots of people, including members of the royal family. And then, obviously, William is um, is going to be in Dubai as well. So watch this space. So very a big big week ahead of nice mix of exciting things and yeah looking forward to seeing what we and you know what I, I might tease you because i think there will be a big announcement next week to do with another senior member of the royal family but i can't say what it is oh are you you're not better not be doing another sophie wessex for this here and you're going to keep us actually waiting a month i, I hope it's next <laughs> week it might be the week after but uh, there is a big announcement coming so watch this space very exciting. Well, that's exciting yet annoying that you've teased us with that one, but you've set a very high well, bar it's an now. Excuse, it's an excuse to turn in next week, and if not next week, then the week before as well. So we'll keep you hanging. Lovely. Well, it was great catching up with you, Russell. Thank you for joining me. Thank you to all our listeners for tuning in, as always, as we are on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Save. And until next time. Pod Save the Queen! <laughs> <laughs>